Hello everybody! We are doing something a little bit different today. I know you're used to that that funky little music that I play in my intro. Unfortunately, I am not at home and I forgot my speaker, but I am conducting an interview with the beautiful Maya Atsis. Did I say that right, darling? Yes, you did. Oh, <laughs> I practiced it, you guys, before we started this. And I wanted to bring her on because she approaches relationships you know, very much in the same way I do. We have a lot of the same philosophies. Like whenever she's talking about relationships, I'm always thinking, yeah, that's me. That's what I say. That's what I do. That's what I know. That's what I feel. But Maya is very interesting because she is a certified natural health practitioner, but her focus is on shamanic Reiki. Mm -hmm. And so what she does is she merges Reiki with shamanic healing. And that means that she can remove blockages from past lives or suppressed emotions. Hi, Maya. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? <laughs> oh, so good. I'm really happy to have you on. Like, I'm, I love talking about spirituality. Like, people who come to me love my work, really resonate with the spiritual aspect of it. And there's a lot of therapy that I do. But it's meditation too, and it's like concrete mm -hmm. tools. And I, I actually get a lot of people that come to me after doing, you know, normal therapeutic avenues like psychotherapy um, and even trauma therapy. And what they find is I give them really concrete tools, but then I also speak about the universe and mm -hmm. how things will align for them and, and really mix that science and spirit together with them. And even though you don't say that you do that, and even though you come at them from a very spiritual angle with the Reiki and the shamanic practice, um, you do speak a lot of the science that I do. So this is going to be super fun. So Maya, so tell the people who are listening really what you love about your work. Oh, for me, it's, it's all about... Uh... It's serving people, but also seeing the, the subtle and even the, the massive changes that can happen when energy work is done. I mean, there's so many, and it's not just past life stuff. It's, it's, it could be stuff from childhood. It could be anything. It could be ancestral. There's so many things that, that are blocked in our energy field. And once we release them and we let go of them, and it doesn't always have to be something you're aware of releasing. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to talk through it. But of course, you know, when things are being released, the emotion is felt. But it's it's just so beautiful to see the healing that occurs when when these blockages are released. Mm -hmm. I had a, a I actually, I have a client um, and, she, you know, she's working through a lot of trauma issues, uh, really having to overcome choosing the wrong kinds of boyfriends, abusive mm -hmm. relationships. And part of her healing is she went to go see a Reiki practitioner and mm -hmm. it did a lot for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what can somebody expect when they go see you? Like, like what does it look like when they go through a session with you? Oh, well, it depends. I mean, if it's just Reiki that I'm offering, because I do offer Reiki and shamanic modalities separately as well, it's, it's about getting the body into a completely deep, relaxed state because our body heals the best when we're relaxed. And... Most people actually even fall asleep during a session, to be honest with you. That's how relaxed they can get. And it's about just going in and every session is completely different. And whatever their their higher self is, what I like to call it, is willing to let go of, that's, that presents itself and then we work through it. So sometimes there's stuff that needs to be pulled out. There could be things in certain chakras or certain parts of their body that could be blocking them energetically that they're not aware of. 
And so going in there and releasing that and then filling their body with that life force energy, which makes such a difference. I mean, when someone comes out of a session, they're glowing generally. And the beauty of it is I'm glowing too because it's, you know, it's this energy that we're transferring to one another. And it's also about elevating their frequency. So when this life force energy is flowing through them, you know, optimally, then their frequency raises. And when their frequency is at a higher state, then then they start attracting people in the same frequency. So that's that's how people can generally get out of that. And not just that, but it's a, a piece of how you can get out of that cycle of always attracting the same types of people. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're, we're talking about today is how we can create authentic connections and the difficulty that we have doing that sometimes. Um, and, and specifically when people are coming at it from what you're calling a fragmented place. Mm -hmm. So what is a fragmented place in your definition? Well, the way I see it is um, a lot of us due to conditioning, due to, you know, I mean, none of us are exempt from, from social conditioning, whether it's from our peers, our parents, our family members, we all go through um, wanting to be loved. As children, we want to do everything correctly because we get rewarded, we get punished, and every time we get punished for something, a behavior, we deem that as unlovable, unacceptable, we push it aside, and yet we don't realize that as adults, we, we walk into relationships or even any kind of situation having fragmented ourselves from those aspects and not accepting ourselves and not loving that's to me that's what self-love is is accepting every part of yourself and shining light on parts that you've pushed into the shadows and pushed deep into your subconscious or unconscious mind and uh, bringing that up and again that can be released and brought up to the surface during healing sessions and once we start integrating that into your being and that bringing those lost or even those you know parts of you that have been pushed away that's when you start um, start integrating and you become whole. And as a whole being, you're going to attract other beings that are on the same frequency. Whereas mm -hmm. if we come from it from a so-called fragmented place, we, en we generally end up in codependent relationships because we're looking to another to complete us. Yeah. You know, one thing that I, I talk about in my books um, is, you know, like no more assholes is the vetting process. And, mm -hmm. and you're going through you know, an exercise of no kissing for three months in order to get to know each other. Yeah. And I talk about how this is an opportunity for you to understand each other, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So really, because anybody can be super great in the beginning for mm -hmm. a little while, yeah. and then reality starts to come back out. And there's a reason for that. Like, you have these chemicals that are produced in the beginning that really jack up all your good chemicals. Mm -hmm. And we feel fantastic, we sleep less, but we're not tired. All the super good parts of us are shining super bright like a star, but eventually, like a heroin user, right? It would take more to get an effect, and you'll never get that first effect, mm -hmm. right? Like, if anybody's done MDMA, you know there's only one time where it's that good. Right. And, and so, you know, you adjust, your body readjusts, and the chemicals die down, and now you're back to yourself. And I want people to get back to that place where they are themselves before choosing a partner because I want you to choose each other, yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly, and understanding that about each other. And, and it's amazing when I see couples who do that because when they have that first kiss, and most people don't quite make it to three months, but they make it close to three months mm -hmm. because they're really dedicated to letting the chemicals die down and really seeing what it is that's going on between them. 
they start the relationship in a fantastic way and there's barely any fighting because they've already figured out what they might disagree about and come to terms with that so it's not happening in a heat of the moment it's already been done yeah and now they're just selling into each other which is super beautiful um so let me ask you this do we need another person to fulfill ourselves um well i i definitely believe that we all need to get to a certain point of our healing on our own in order to be ready to be in a relationship however that being said i also think there's so much healing that happens during a relationship that you can't do on your own because you need that mirror in front of you and you need to be triggered by someone because you can't trigger yourself i mean you could i guess but it's not it's not as effective and when you do create that bond with someone we, we're usually triggered by the people that are closest to us mm -hmm. and being able to um shift the perspective and not see a relationship as some, you know the end-all be-all but see it as something that helps you with your expansion and your growth and doing it mutually i mean if two people that are committed to their own growth come together the possibilities are absolutely amazing because you don't approach it from that external i'm going to blame you for all of my problems all my triggers i'm uncomfortable i'm angry it's your fault yeah. that doesn't that's not a healing relationship but when you look at it as as you know communication and you approach it in the sense of wow thank you like you're bringing up all of this stuff for me that obviously comes from wherever it comes from it could be from childhood whatever the case may be this is something i need to look at something i need to heal and this is also where the energy healing comes in where you know we can help with that and we can help release some of those triggers and soften it so it's not this like constant anxiety that someone deals with yeah I you know and I see that happen too when when people come together and then and then they, they start making the other person a lightning rod oh, yeah. for you know the emotional backlash from something that happened in their childhood and I say you know first I assess the person they've chosen mm -hmm. and if this is what I call a worthy partner which is you know basically a generous long-term thinker mm -hmm. um, then I say you know look what you have here is an opportunity to finally become happy mm -hmm. because these are all things that you've been suppressing and they've interfered in your other relationships most yeah. likely and led to the, the breakup of those relationships but now you have somebody who is offering you a safe space who is going to love you the way you want to be loved yeah. and the only reason why you're pushing this away is because you seek what's familiar even if it's wrong for you mm -hmm. and your association to love has been skewed by the way it's been formed in you during childhood oh for sure so yeah. let's fix the shit yeah 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 no we're definitely i mean i also call that i mean i don't i didn't coin it but it's trauma bonding so a lot of us are attracted to people and i think that's a, a cycle too we're attracted to that trauma that we might have felt as a child whether it came from a peer or a parent whatever it may be and we that's so familiar that we mistake that familiarity with love or you know liking it and it's that we we also think that that's passion whereas right. it's not the growth doesn't yeah. necessarily come from that i mean it can if you step back and look at it as a triggering point that you can learn from but yeah there's it's it's also not keeping someone accountable for your own happiness I mean, we're accountable for our own happiness. And if someone can be that mirror, that reflection for us to see parts of ourselves that we have ignored and not loved and mm. bring that to the surface so that it can be integrated in love, then I mean, I think that's the best way that two people can create an authentic connection and relate to one another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, depression 
is a result of what you haven't dealt with. Oh, for sure. So maybe here's an opportunity to start reversing depression as well. Oh, yeah. And I mean, depression can come out in codependent relationships too because you're giving away part of your identity. You're giving away your power. And if you're not in your power, how can you be happy? How can mm -hmm. you not be depressed? You've just given yourself up to another human being. Yeah. And I think, and again, with the shamanic work, there's a lot of um, elements that... I can bring in to help someone own their power and step into their own power yes. and their wholeness and yes. bring all the pieces back together. Okay, so tell me this, what is the importance of energy work? Oh, I mean, there are so many different elements, but for one, raising our frequency, I think it's something that we all need to do. It's our responsibility to raise our frequency so that we can heal not only our own issues, but also those around us, because when our frequency raises, those around us, they either fall away or they, you know, step up and raise their frequency with us, which is the hope. Right. But also, I mean, it's, it's recognizing that a lot of trauma, a lot of unhealed parts of ourselves, you know, it, it's in our energy field. It's in our emotions. And if they're not dealt with, this trauma can eventually make itself to our body and it becomes a physical ailment, potentially. So the, you know, the goal is to get to it, you know, clear these traumas, clear all of the, you know, blockages that we're carrying before it becomes something, a sickness or something that we have to, you know, a pain or something in our body. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you say. Love. Like you and I could be the same person, honestly, because like you just, you say exactly the same things I say. You know, that's when... When I work with somebody, meditation is part of that work, mm -hmm. right? And it is the first step, like yeah. the first appointment we are getting you meditating For on sure. a daily basis. And it's because, yes, it shrinks your amygdala, which is your fight or flight, and increases your hippocampus, which is introspection and compassion that creates a perfect brain for a relationship. Yeah. But it quiets your mind, mm -hmm. which means it fine-tunes your antenna. Yeah. And then that elevates your frequency because now you're vibing at a more calm level. And I want you to have a calm relationship because, you know, you talked about passion and, and kind of like, you didn't quite say it, but I, I, I kind of picked up on it where we mistake anger for passion, mm -hmm. you know, and it's because anger makes us feel alive, yep. but there's a whole new way of feeling alive. And, and that's in the gratitude realm. For sure. And yes. a lot of us, uh, I, I mean, myself included, have gone through phases in my life where I would find relationships boring if they were healthy because yeah. there wasn't that that life to it. But I didn't realize that that wasn't actually being bored. It was I was in a healthy relationship and there wasn't that extreme emotion that mm -hmm. I had been used to experiencing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so many of us came from troubled childhoods. Mm hmm and very stressful homes um and now is a time to really just calm it down like i want to see meditation get into schools oh yeah because <laughs> if we get this young generation meditating now and taking that calmer mind out into the world and then applying it yeah. holy cow like i can't even imagine what would happen I, I mean i almost can <laughs> i can i dream of it really yeah. But hof hopefully, right? Like I, I got my, my hands steepled right now. I'm praying for that. <laughs> um, so what would you call, a like how would you compare a depressed person versus a person in real life? Uh, versus someone with life force energy, perhaps? Um, well, I mean, when I look at it from a practitioner's point of view, someone who's depressed, I usually 
notice that there is soul loss. There is um, that fragmentation that we we're talking about. There's definitely energy blockages. There isn't that that beautiful life force energy flowing through them. And you know, generally their frequency is going to be rather dense and low. And when you compare it to someone who has that that you know joy for life and that that high frequency, we're going to be attracted to that person, obviously, because we want we want more of that in our lives as well. And um, and so I think that's where the energy work again comes into play is helping to release those blocks and bring, you know, parts of yourself back again so that you have that sense of wholeness. And when you have that sense of wholeness and that empowerment, you don't, you don't need other people. It's when you create that connection, it's not out of desperation. It's, it's because you want to authentically and really connect. It's not because it's a need. It's, I mean, sure, we have needs. Aside from that, it's, it's more of a, no, I'm good on my own. I want this other whole human being to come join me and then we can create something beautiful together and continue growing and you know some continue growing for a long time others don't and that's a part of life it's that journey that you have mm -hmm. and not looking to the outcome but like being in that now in that moment I yeah. think it's really vital too so yeah sharing goodness and releasing the outcome definitely love it <laughs> love it what do you feel is the most uh, important job in a relationship oh <laughs> most important job in a relationship is holding space being compassionate towards the other if you can create I mean empathy obviously is very important communication uh, when we come at a relationship in that sense where we don't again hold someone else um, accountable for our happiness and we see it as this beautiful opportunity to grow and expand ourselves and you know offer the same to the person in front of us I don't see how someone couldn't have an amazing relationship. I think the you know the problem is that there are so many people that are at that point and they're just not connecting perhaps with mm. people who are and that's why this work is so important to spread the word that more and more people you know get on board and start doing the inner work that's necessary because the thing is if you don't do the work with one you know you might connect with someone they might seem amazing for you, but then you get triggered and you walk away. Well, you're just going to keep repeating the same cycle over and over again with someone that's going to be the exact same person with yes. a different name. Yeah. And so you're going to have to do the healing or you're just going to have to, you know, come to terms with the fact that maybe you're not going to have that beautiful, authentic connection that you're looking for. Mm. It's just, it's unfortunate, but that the work has to be done. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Agree. A hundred percent. What else do you want to tell people who are listening? Um, I just, uh, honestly, I feel like I've covered most of it. I just want to yeah. spread the word on how important energy healing is. I know it's not this tangible thing that people see, so they don't think that it's a really vital part of your, your healing, but it is. It's very mm -hmm. important. We're all electromagnetic beings. I mean, how can energy not be a really important part of your health? Yeah, and I mean, we are affecting each other all the time, even if you don't believe in energy. There's mm -hmm. there's two things that, if there's somebody listening right now who says, I'm not quite sure if I believe in energy. Yeah. Uh, let me put it to you this way. If you've ever thought of somebody and a minute later you get a text message from them, yeah. that was energy at work. If you've ever been in a room full of people and someone else comes into the room and you feel a shift 
like it darkened or it lightened yeah. that was energy work right there exactly. so energy is and we are always emitting it we are always infecting each other so you might as well level up right and emit some good energy That's, yes <laughs> yeah. love it yeah so let's do a plug for you do you have a website i do it's uh www.satyanamaya.com so you can find me there i also have a facebook page which is also satyana maya so if you want to join that's also amazing and yeah hopefully we can connect yeah i love it myra thank you thank you thank you for thank you. having this conversation with me thank you for having me with <laughs> us with all the listeners who are out there um guys if you want to reach out to maya feel free to reply mm -hmm. to this podcast uh find her on her website find her on facebook and I absolutely recommend you get some work done with her. This girl knows what she's talking about. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. And as always, I will talk to you soon.